Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Continuing our series of Sermon Extras podcast, this past Sunday we looked at 1 John, the end of chapter 5, which is the last part of 1 John, which means today is the last Sermon Extras podcast we will do from 1 John. I want to look at one phrase this morning. I want to look at one of the last things John says to us in the book of 1 John. And we looked at it a little bit on Sunday, but I think looking at it a little bit more in depth would be a good thing. This is what John says. This is the second to last thing he says in the entire book. He says, he is the true God and eternal life. I'll say it again. He is the true God and eternal life. And of course, we know John is talking about Jesus Christ there. And so I want to focus our attention upon the fact that Jesus is eternal life, because I think that's a really important phrase for us to realize. For us to value Jesus Christ and to follow him with our lives, I think we really got to know what it means that Jesus is eternal life. And to set that up, I want to ask you a question that's a little bit weighty. It's a little bit sobering, but have you ever been scared of death? Have you ever had a near-death experience for yourself or someone you love? I don't know how near-death experience I've, I've faced, but I think I've had a couple that at least got in the arena and it, it at least got my attention. And I'll share one for myself and then I'll share one of someone that I loved. This is like, I'm thinking seven years ago or something like this, I went on a ministry trip to Virginia. I was one of the leaders of this ministry trip, leading a bunch of young adults to serve a church and serve a camp and things like that. And we were just there to do whatever, whatever would bless this ministry that we were helping. Well, one of the things that was going to bless this ministry is that they needed someone to do demolition, demolition on a building that they were trying to renovate. And so they needed a bunch of us to just come in and clear the place out get all the old stuff out of there so they could fix it up and put the new stuff in. And really, they just needed a bunch of hands to get that stuff out of there. So we were there to do demolition, even though many of us had no experience in doing demolition, including myself. But we went and we were there to help. And we had, you know, some things to protect ourselves, like, you know, goggles to keep anything from going into our eyes and gloves and things like that. But again, not a lot of experience. Well, actually, there was a time when we were doing demolition that I found myself in some danger. One of the guys who actually did have experience was trying to remove this window, or maybe it was a mirror, something like that, from its place. And he was having trouble actually displacing it because it was kind of stuck. And so he called me over and said, Todd, do you mind helping me get this out? And I said, no, not a problem. What do you need me to do? He said, all I need you to do is hold this mirror. Just hold it. And I'm just going to yank it out of its place. And I don't have the arms to do this. So I need you to hold it while I yank it. And that'll be able to get it out. And I said, okay, you know, and this guy was the expert. If there was an expert, this was the demo expert. So I sort of felt like I was in trusting hands. But I did something a little bit foolish. I took my hands and I put them underneath the mirror. I don't know if you can envision that. But while doing that, both of my wrists were facing upward. I was wearing gloves, but the gloves only went to the base of my hand. It didn't actually go any further than that. You could probably tell what's going to happen here. (laughs) This guy, while I'm holding the mirror kind of gives it all of his strength to get it out of its bracket or whatever. And while he did that, as he pulled down, he actually put so much strength on the mirror that the mirror actually split in half. And the half that he was holding onto was fine. But the other half actually slipped and cut my wrist really, really deeply. And I had never had an accident like this before in my life. But this mirror slashed my wrist right where you would expect someone to be cut if they were trying to commit suicide. And I know that's a grave thing to think about, but my wrist now had a very large, very deep gash in it. And I was terrified. 
for the first time in my life, I faced what I thought was a near-death experience because I knew that's a place that people go to if they want to, you know, take their lives. And although I didn't see a ton of blood, this was a really nasty cut. And for the first time in a long time, ever since I was a little child, you know, you're scared of death for a little while, but then you kind of grow out of it. And then right around this time in my life, I faced death, not knowing if I was actually going to die, but it was one of these really surreal things to realize that maybe I was in grave danger here. Long story short, I'm fine. Obviously, I'm here today talking to you. Uh, actually, an ambulance was right around the corner, so the ambulance just pulled around and kind of took me, and um, they got me fixed up. I actually didn't cut an artery. I think I would have known if I cut an artery. There wasn't that much blood, and I just needed some stitches. I did cut it very deeply. I actually cut a tendon in my wrist, but I remember during that experience thinking, am I ready for this? Am I ready if something tragic happens? Am I ready? And I was you know, just married to Janine a couple years at that point going, man, what if, what if this was the end? What if I was going to lose my life and me and Janine were going to be done and I was going to be done on this earth and I was going to, you know, face God in a matter of moments. And that was the first time that I ever really considered the fragility of life and the reality of death. Well, there was another experience that didn't happen to me, but it did happen to someone very close to me, my wife. Fast forward, we had a child coming. We had our first child on the way and Haddon was set to be born in 2012. And uh, Janine, you know, we went in to have the baby and, you know, had the baby fine. The labor went okay. Hadn't came out and, you know, we had our first child. But after that, Janine had a really scary experience. And I'll spare you some of the details, but suffice to say is she, she couldn't stop bleeding. My wife was on the labor bed there, not stopping to bleed. She just kept bleeding over and over and over. And the doctors came in all kind of confused, not sure why she was bleeding so much. And I was terrified because my wife just couldn't stop bleeding and the doctors didn't seem to know what was going on. And I thought right at that moment, am I going to lose my wife? Is this the last time Janine and I are going to be together? Am I going to go home without a wife and with a brand new baby? And I was facing the reality of death very close that day. And again, long story short, they fixed up the issue and Janine, you know, was weak from losing so much blood, but she was going to be fine. And uh, we went home with our baby in a matter of a couple days. But I remember that being a really scary time in my life thinking, am I going to lose my wife? And I bring this up not to be a party killer, but I bring this up because Jesus is the eternal life. That's what John says. Jesus is the eternal life. And I want us to consider how valuable it is that Jesus is eternal life. And I want to focus on that phrase. Yes, we've heard that before. We know what that's like. I'm sure we've reflected on eternal life before, but I want you to help me consider that phrase today. Eternal life. Obviously, we know that eternal means it never ends. It's ongoing. It never stops. There's never an end. There's never a finale. It never ceases to exist. And then you put life on the end of that. Eternal life. So it's life. Everything we love about life, and it's forever. It's everlasting. It never goes away. As much as we can, we know what eternity is like, but we don't know what it's like. We don't know how long eternity is. We don't know anything about eternity because nothing in this world has eternity. It has a clock. It's temporary. It's fragile, but not eternal life. And I want us to consider right now for a few moments the great things we love about life and the great thing that it would be if we had eternal life. And I want us to do this so we could focus on the value and the worth of Jesus. And I'm just going to go through a few things that make life so great. And the first thing is, is it's just great to live. It's just great to have life. I know there's a, probably a better way to explain that, but you and I know what that's like to have life, to have breath in our lungs, to wake up with a new day. It's just great to have life. Life is just a good thing. 
We see that all over this world. Death is a bad thing. Life is a good thing. We root for life. We boo at death. And we want life. Life is just a good thing. And I don't have to convince you of that very much. You know that life is good. But that's the first thing I thought of. It's just good to live. Number two, happiness. Life is good because there's the possibility, there's the potential for happiness. And happiness is a good thing, generally speaking. To be happy is a really good thing about life. To have things that offer happiness is a really good thing about life. And so that's why life is kind of good. It offers us happiness. It offers us joy. And that's a good quality of life. I'm going to rattle through these things kind of quickly. But the third thing is people, relationships, family are good things. And that's another thing that life offers us. It offers the potential, the possibility for relationships. Isn't that a good thing? To be near people, to be close to people, to have people who love us and we love them. That's a good thing, and life offers us that, the opportunity to have relationships. And when I was watching my wife bleed so much, I, that was the first thing I was fearful, is losing a relationship that I considered really important. Another thing about life that is good is our individual personalities. Life is good because we have personalities. God has specifically, creatively created us to be unique. We have our own personalities. We have our own way of thinking. We have our own way of loving certain things. And that's a good thing about life, is every single person has a unique personality. Even my identical twins have unique personalities. They're the same, but they're different, because God has made them that way. And that's another good thing about life, is that we have our own unique personality. And when someone dies, that goes away. We lose that personality. Like just recently, I lost my grandma, Bartling. She had a unique personality, and that personality is now gone. And that's sad, because my grandma was a unique person. She was a person unlike anyone else in the world. Here's another one, hope of a future. One of the great things about life is there's always hope, generally. There's always hope in life. There's always something to look forward to. There's always hope of a future. Or maybe you'd even put it this way, there's always light. There's always something good about life. Yes, not all life is pleasant. Not all life is good. But with life comes the potential, the possibility for something good. A hope, a future, something to look forward to. That's a great thing about life. Another one is choices or you could call it a will. The opportunity to make choices, the opportunity to do things that we love to do, do things that we want to do, make our own choices, live our own way. And yes, in the context of Christianity, we need to live Christ's way. But even with that, we have the choice to follow Christ. It's not something that we are hit over the head with and demanded that we do it regardless if we want to do it. That's not Christianity. Christianity allows you a choice to follow Christ or not follow Christ. And that's a great thing about life is that you and I have the opportunity to choose something. The last two are very significant. Love. One of the greatest things about life is that we have the opportunity to love, to be loved. Love is one of the best things, if not the best thing, about having life. Love is just such a profound, powerful thing that when you lose life, you also lose the opportunity to love, or at least it seems that way. And then the last one might be the most important one of all, and I think it is. It's a relationship with God. Life equals a relationship with God. And yes, not earthly death takes that away because of Christ for many people, but death does. Real death, true death, eternal death takes that away. And the best thing about life is that you and I can know God. We could be close to God. God can love us. We can love God. We can know God. God can know us. We can be close to the God of the universe. And I'm sure there's several more, but these are the things I thought of. Now you take that, you take that aspect, all of these things that we mentioned about life, and then you put eternal next to it. Do you see how great that is? Do you see how great eternal life would be? 
when we take all of these things that are good about life, eternal life, eternal happiness, eternal relationships, eternal personality, eternal hope of a future, always something to look forward to, eternal choices and eternal will, the eternal opportunity to be loved and to love others. And then the last one that sort of puts the bow on all of them is an eternal relationship with God. Do you see how good Jesus is? That he is eternal life? That when we find Jesus, we find life? But you know there's another side of that, and I have to focus on it because it's there. There's also eternal death. We see it in Scripture. It's everywhere. If there's eternal life, there's also eternal death. And I want you to imagine for a moment that all of these things that we just mentioned were gone. And not only were they gone, they were gone forever. Life was gone forever because eternal death is exactly that. It's the absence of life. If you don't have eternal life, you have eternal death. You never have life again, everything that life offers. You never have happiness. If you don't have eternal life, you never have happiness again. All you know is grief. All you know is sorrow. You never have relationships again. Nobody is close to you. You are close to no one else. You're totally, entirely alone if you don't have eternal life. How scary would that be? In hell, there's no personality. There's no need for it. It's just us rotting away, burning away. And yeah, that's that's a horrible thought to have, but there's nothing unique about us in hell. It's just fire tinder. Just we're like another stick, another bundle of sticks thrown into the fire. There's nothing unique about us anymore. Hope of a future. Obviously, with eternal death, there's no hope for a future. All it is is death forevermore. There's never an opportunity where something might get better. Never an opportunity where light might come back into the scene. Think about how sobering that would be. Choices and a will. In hell, there's no will any longer. There's no choices any longer. You don't have a choice but to die. You don't have a choice but to be punished. All your choices, all your will goes away forever. Love. No one will love you again. If you don't have eternal life, you will never be loved again, and you will never have the opportunity to love anyone ever again. Put eternal at the beginning of that. There's never an opportunity to love again. And the last one is even the most sobering. No relationship with God forever. No God loving you. No God watching out for you. No God to learn about and to love. No God protecting you. No God teaching you. No God caring about you. God casts you away forever if you don't have eternal life and he never thinks about you ever again. And I share these things, again, not to be the party killer, but to realize today how important it is to have eternal life. And the reason that everyone gets scared about death at certain times is because they don't want to lose the things that life offers. Isn't that true? I don't want to lose my life. I don't want to lose the happiness that comes along with it. I don't want to lose my relationships. I don't want to lose my individual personality. I don't want to lose the hope of a future. I don't want to lose my choices or my will. I don't want to lose the opportunity to be loved, and I don't want to lose my relationship with God. And yes, there's an antidote for all of that, and his name is Jesus. That if you and I follow Jesus and love Jesus and follow him unto the end, we will have eternal life. We don't have to be scared of death. We don't have to be scared of the fragility of our life here on earth. It doesn't matter because we have eternal life. That even if we pass from this earth, and we will one day, even if we die young or die middle-aged or die later in our life, we're all going to pass from this earth. And that's a scary thing to go through because David even says in Psalm 23, 
that he walks through the valley of the shadow of death. There is something a little bit terrifying about death here on earth, but it shouldn't be that way entirely because you and I have eternal life if we have Jesus. And I know I'm preaching to the choir today, but I want you to reflect on the fact of how valuable Jesus is because John says that Jesus is eternal life. Not that he knows eternal life, not that he's a part of eternal life, not that he's the biggest part of eternal life, but that he is eternal life. That if you have Jesus, if you follow Jesus, if you believe in him, all of these things are yours forever. You'll never lose them. You'll always have them. And you shouldn't be scared of death here on earth because if you follow Jesus Christ, he is the life giver and you're in the life giver. And the life giver is going to give you eternal hope and eternal happiness and eternal comfort and eternal joy and peace and security forevermore, relationships, and a will, and personality, and family, and closeness to God will be yours forever. Do you see why it's so important to follow Jesus? And without following Jesus, all of that goes away. There should be terror within our soul. Death should scare us without Jesus, but with Jesus, it shouldn't. And I want to drive that fear away with the hope of Christ. I want you to find confidence. John wants us to find confidence that When we find Jesus, we find everything. When we find Jesus, we have life and we have confidence of eternal life. And we don't have to be scared any longer. We don't have to wonder that if our body breaks down and we lose our life, if all of this stuff is going away. It's not. In fact, it's going to get better. All of these things that we mentioned are not only not going to be lost, they're going to be enhanced. Because heaven is the best place for life. And I could go on and on about this, but I need to stop because we're getting long in our time. But I want you to consider the value and the worth of Jesus Christ today. Do not let Satan turn the tables and make you think that following Jesus is stealing life from you, stealing joy from you. He is the eternal life. Follow him, love him, give him your all. And when you do, the fear of death, which plagues everyone to some degree, will go away. I want that, and I want it for you, and I hope this is a blessing to you in this new year. Thanks for studying 1 John with me. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.